G'day everyone, welcome back to episode 7 of You Should Listen. Um, just before we get started, I just wanted to say hello and um, just trying to do a little bit of an intro about what the podcast is about each week, uh, starting from this one. Um, a lot of podcasts do this and I like it because it kind of gives a little bit of a... Um, a rundown of, of what happened. It's nice to reflect after the podcast as well and and uh, you never really know exactly what's going to go down and what you're going to talk about. So it's nice to have a little moment um, to reflect and think about things and also kind of brief uh, you guys about what's going on. So this week, uh, it's the first episode of the podcast where we have a, another guest, another person um, that happens to be my partner, Georgia Peace, who is a musician and artist. Um, she makes really amazing YouTube videos as well under the name Dordy. Um, it's just at D-O-R-D-Y. Um, she's an amazing creative knitter and crochet artist, fiber artist. Um, but also makes a lot of videos about her neurodivergency, um, her path to getting a diagnosis, and also being a neurodivergent artist and what that means um, to her. So we, you'll hear a little bit more um, in the setup of the podcast where we uh, give a little bit of an overview of what's what we're talking about. But basically, we we watch the vid- the uh, the video the film. Um, everything everywhere all at once directed by the Daniels and it blew our minds and um, I thought was an absolutely amazing metaphor for the ADHD experience something that I've never seen before uh, such a beautiful creative way of interpreting that or at least that's what I thought um, Georgie felt the same and uh we set up in our back garden on a Sunday morning um, before everyone started whippersnipping their gardens and mowing and working on their cars and all that sort of shit um, and just sat down and talked about the film. So we, we watched the film the night before and then we talked about it in the morning. Um, so the thoughts were really fresh, the feelings were really fresh and uh, yeah, we, we talk about a whole host of things, mainly about how the movie encapsulated all that sort of stuff, but also about our own life um, a little bit, I guess, about how we work together um, and, I guess, my role as a partner, as a support person, um, and also how Georgie's brain works a little bit and, and what she identified with within the film as well. I hope you enjoy. Um, it's, it was really nice to have someone else uh, to talk to on the podcast. Um, and I'm hoping that that's going to be more of a thing as we go forward. Um, I've got a lot of friends that I want to chat to just about the creative process and their lives and all that sort of thing. So uh, that's on the cards as we progress through the year. hope you're all doing well and I hope you enjoy this week's episode of You Should Listen. it last night on Amazon Prime for free. We're obviously paying for Prime, but, you know, it comes free. I hate that Prime sometimes has, like, the 
you have to rent the movies still. Or buy them sometimes. You can't even rent it. So silly. So, anyway, there's a cookie. Rain's coming in three days. Yep, three days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, the reason that we we felt the impulse to kind of um, talk about this movie, obviously, because it was incredible. And just to set it up, there will probably, there are spoilers because we're talking about the entire movie. So if you haven't seen it already, pause this, go watch it, come back, and then we can talk about it and you can (coughs) engage on a, on a deeper level. Um, So just wanted to say that there are spoilers because we talk about pretty much everything in the movie. Um, the reason that we wanted to kind of, uh, record this conversation, we started having this conversation this morning over coffee and I was like to George, stop, let's, let's record this. Um, so the film, um, I don't want to summarize it too much cause it's, we, if you've seen it, you sort of know what it's about, but, and otherwise you probably wouldn't be here other, other than you want to listen to us talk, which is. Thank you again if you're taking the time to do that, because um, time is precious, obviously. Um, and that theme of that particular thing is quite prevalent um, in the film. It's obviously um, just a quick pretext to what the movie is about. It's it's centered around uh, this main female protagonist who is being audited by the R- IRA. IRS. RS, not the IRA. Jeez, that's uh, not the that's the uh, Irish, Irish, whatever it is. War people. The war people. Yeah. <laughs> so not the IRA, the IRS. The tax people. The tax people. Other different types of war people. Yeah. <laughs> the tax people of America, and she clearly hasn't got her shit together. There's receipts everywhere. Um, her dad is ill, and her husband is trying to organize. Um, the receipts and organize her life so that they don't get shut down by the IRS. Um, Things get out of hand very quickly and it starts to uh, be revealed to us that um, it's kind of more of like this sci-fi kung fu comedy drama vibe where um, these parallel universes exist all happening at once and if you do particular things in a particular order you can um, basically channel uh, your parallel universe people's skills so say in this context they had to fight an enemy they channeled the parallel universe where she was a kung fu master and kicked everyone's butt Um, it obviously goes a lot deeper than that and the main theme that kind of hit us both, I guess, um, was the entire film was a metaphor for the ADHD experience. Um, and it was told in an incredibly creative and artistic way. And it was a very emotional, uh, thing to watch for us both because obviously Georgie has ADHD and is autistic and I am her partner. And so we clearly have to work through lots of different things. And um, the the two sort of protagonists, other than this uh, woman's daughter, who is sort of the evil or the, 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 villain. the villain, but not really um, in this film, uh, the, the 
male character and the female character, I sort of saw a lot of myself within the male character and Georgie saw a lot of herself in the female character um, just because obviously the, f- the main female character clearly has undiagnosed ADHD and the husband is trying to sort of support her through it and live, live with that. Um, and so that was kind of funny because we were watching this thing and it's just kind of, it started unveiling and we realised um, what it was all about. So that's kind of the preamble to the film. And so I guess what we wanted to kind of talk t- about today is what we saw in the film because um, we were kind of rambling on about that this morning. But also I wanted to talk to... Uh, I'm trying not to talk like you're not here, by the way. Um, uh, we wanted to sort of discuss like uh, particular things that we saw within the film that we associated with and thought were really nice or really hectic or whatever um, and kind of gone from there. So I'm we're sort of treating this a little bit like I'm interviewing George, but obviously that's a bit... Uh, weird and a Prompt, little no it's not weird it's just like prompting yeah to get ideas yeah. unpacked yeah so um i probably this will obviously be a discussion i'm not gonna like talk over you or mm. uh you know uh only let you answer things that they're just prompts but i guess um what i thought was really important about the way that we set this up is obviously i can talk about my uh, thoughts on the film and what I got from it um, but I also don't have ADHD and so I can't it's not my place to talk about the ADHD experience other than the way that I that it it, it um, affects my life through George obviously um, but I thought what was really really interesting just to kick it off was this whole film is centered around this woman who has undiagnosed ADHD. Her life is a mess. Um, the way that uh, the characters snap in and out of the parallel universe, at some times in the film, they're living both universes' storylines at the same time and kind of in this threshold where they're flipping back and forth there's a really amazing scene where they're in the IRS office and she's ducking into one parallel universe where she's doing something and then she appears not present in the yeah. uh, in the particular, like, I don't know, the real realm. Um, you're getting gets mozzied. thrown back in on it. I'm sorry. Oh. As she gets, like, thrown back into the present moment, like the, real- the main reality. Yeah. And then it's just, like looks visibly confused and then is like this is what I found find hard with those movies to keep up with because it's like I don't do very well following like intense storylines in that way like especially when it starts getting like multiple layers I start kind of like really having to focus um on what was going on and so I think it's like from when it started I was like I always try and figure out like it's kind of I don't know maybe a bit too analytical like because it's obviously not real, but it's real for the storyline. And so trying to keep up with, like, she's going to all of these different parallel universes, but she's actually not. It's just a metaphor. But, like, no, it's, like, 
it's a you know created universe in like this storyline and so that is very real for the story but it's also not real at all and so yeah when she's like coming back and she's like um confused and like oh i was just there and now i'm here and it's like i try find it hard to like differentiate between like for like how seriously do i take the parallel universe thing because i know it's a metaphor but in the movie it's like a real story totally does that make sense (laughs) yeah for sure and um you know when we watch movies it's it's uh that way where if there's a lot of different things flipping it's it's quite hard to keep up with for you yeah my like growing up my parents were literally like we'd whenever we'd watch a family movie together and it was anything that was like higher than you know deeper than like a surface level like plot my parents would literally pause the movie and be like just check in with me like are you following this or like how you know do you need to like literally catch up with anything because it's like i would i just get lost it's a bit easier now like i have medication and stuff like movies in particular have been like easier to like focus on and understand and get through but yeah sometimes still gets a bit confusing so it took me a while like in this movie to like sink into that because it it's like you know hardcore adventure movie like sci-fi shit so um when it like kind of started going on for a bit and I was like sinking into it then I started to realize like what it was about and what it's like representing rather than just like sci-fi movie it's like a bit deeper than that for sure was there a moment in the film that it clicked that this woman clearly has undiagnosed ADHD and she's <laughs> Literally, struggling like, a little bit maybe the last half an hour <laughs> the last half an hour like, when it stopped getting like <laughs> too into like the sci-fi world when it started getting like most of the scenes were now in the reality part and she'd started to figure out like um maybe like yeah a moment of like being grounded and like trying to figure out like oh how do I stay here and or whatever um but yeah, like for lo- for the whole first bit, actually, and maybe until like the rock scene, if you've seen it, the, there's a specific scene um, where it's just it changes energy so much because like they go from being like all these different characters, like the, the villain and the protagonist who are like the mom and daughter. Um, and in the in this one scene, they just go to being like two rocks and like it's literally just like a landscape shot like it's just two rocks on this cliff and then like this beautiful landscape and they're the two rocks and then the dialogue is like complete silence and then just subtitles representing the two rocks and like that was probably that and that wasn't like the last half an hour that was probably the first moment where it was like oh okay like this is the feeling of find like having a moment of like uh like Clarity yeah clarity or rest or like c- calmness in some way um but like also like e- exhaustion of <laughs> just like it's not really like this peaceful rest it's kind of just like oh I, i've stopped and maybe it's like maybe it's representing like burnout and the exhaustion of just trying to keep up with your life and then instead of it instead of being able to balance like this restful state and productive state especially when it's like undiagnosed and you know untreated in some way medication or therapy or whatever it's kind of just like when you stop it's because you're like 
burnt out or over it's just overworked and so you become what this scene was representing which is just like if you just have to be a rock you don't have to move you don't have to do anything you just have to sit there and like that's really nice to just not do anything do you remember the transition to that scene <laughs> so no. it's um that it's really funny that you're you're mentioning that that was a, probably my favorite scene as well um it was just this point of repose and point of rest where everything was just absolutely fucking chaos before and then uh they're in the laundromat and they're arresting the the i can't remember her name the main character no i always um, forget characters yeah. names actually. um so the the main character they arrest her mm. and everything's like basically falling apart they're like it's you like the critical point the yeah, crisis point they're like you we're gonna take you away and blah 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 and then she's just standing she's handcuffed and then she's just standing next to everyone and then she just <gasps> oh, goes she falls boom, over and then just turns into a rock oh, and then it cuts yeah there's a rock in the laundromat yeah, and then it goes to the rock and, and they're thing. like what <laughs> and so oh it's, my god you know so this transition where it's just like everything is way too much i'm gonna be a fucking rock now bye well it's literally it's got to the point where it's like shit is so real it's gotten yeah. to like the crisis point you're literally getting arrested because you, your life is so chaotic and you're you just so... You done your taxes. Yeah, like you're so out of... And it's so classic that it's like the the storyline. That's why I want to watch it for a second time because, you, ha you know, you get to the end and you're like, oh my God, that's my life experience. And you can't really... I couldn't connect for the first bit because it's like sci-fi. That's not my life experience. And then it's like, oh, wow. And so I want to go back and watch it again because, like, when you think about how it starts, it's literally about some undiagnosed ADHD lady. Like, her her taxes are fucked. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that's one of the worst fucking jobs for anyone to be doing. And so, it, and then when you have to manage your own business expenses and everything, it's like, oh, my God, stressful. And so, yeah, it's just, like, that moment of, like, everything that she doesn't have a grip of has like caused some serious consequences like possibly going to jail for tax fraud <laughs> potentially it's like that's such a big reality of like living with ADHD but perhaps not knowing it or even if you do know you know you have ADHD it's like managing it is a whole other thing and so it's just that's such a reality of um your your choices but not really your choices just your inability to like really to handle everything everywhere all at once <laughs> yeah. um it like literally results in like really serious consequences in your relationships and in your own personal life in your business life in your financial life and it's like it it fucks with so many things and it's really hard to like i i this is what i really liked about the movie is that um that's a really real part of adhd and it's it can be really disheartening and really frustrating and you can kind of get down on it and despise it like and it does have serious consequences at times like in in elements of your life but the thing the movie did that a lot of like that's not really shown in media very much is this like grace and um kind of gentleness that 
approach that they eventually come to at the end, which is like, you know, you're a mess and you're chaotic, but it's like, you know, that's just how you are and you have to just find a way to accept that and kind of um, approach it with some sort of grace so that it, you're not going so hard on yourself and trying to fit into this, like, these expectations that especially if you're undiagnosed you think that you have to fit and you just cannot like you can't fit into like the expectations of a neurotypical because it doesn't work it's like literally impossible to do and they ended it really beautifully in that way where it's like one they the entire movie they represented like the nuances and subtleties of ADHD and not just funny quirky I forget things and I interrupt people and ha 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 it's like the really serious side of it and the really like potentially damaging side of it to your relationships um and people feeling like neglected like your loved ones feeling neglected or unloved and it's like it's not that at all it's just like it's really hard to be present in fucking everything and so usually um things get left behind and things get like um on what's the word like nurtured unnurtured and it's not because you don't want to or you don't like love the people around you and this is kind of going towards the topic of her husband and like the dynamic between those two he's looking to get a divorce and she's really confused about it when she finds out and it's probably because she doesn't think the relationship's bad and she doesn't dislike him in any way um and she loves him very much she just can't there's just no space in her head <laughs> to really be able to like give him the attention that he needs because she can't even give herself the attention she needs because she don't doesn't know what's going on <laughs> half the time and yeah that's kind of a part that you said you could relate to um is like the support person side i hope any of that made sense all made sense yeah okay <laughs> all made sense um yeah i think you've summarized it really well um and obviously, you know, with any art, you can see and read into whatever you want to. Um, and a lot of that is, is subconscious or unconscious. You, you, you don't uh, try and relate to a character, you just do. Mm. Um, and, and I think that's quite uh, prominent, especially in films because that tends to be where stories are told, um, at least in this modern age. Obviously, theatre, opera, all that stuff still exists, but um, films are sort of uh, the main... Moving image is the main way we're consuming art and stories and content and everything at the moment. Um, and I thought this film really stood out in a lot of ways. Um, obviously, the directorial style... Um, I know we're just talking about the actual themes and heavy concepts of the film, but um, maybe visually as well. Um, I know for me, it it was very striking in the way of I I obviously Georgia and I um, I feel like I'm, sorry I'm telling the camera like us to blah blah blah, but it's also you know we talk about uh, ADHD a lot because it's part of our lives. Obviously, I experience it in a different way because I don't have ADHD. Um, so 
it's that thing of um, us discussing a lot of things, me trying to learn how your brain works more so I can better support you and all that sort of stuff. Me trying to learn how my brain works <laughs> and better support me. <laughs> yeah, totally. So um, what's what was really what I found really striking about the the movie was visually I kind of un it made me understand the ADHD experience um, as a non ADHD person a lot more and um, obviously us talking about it all the time and we've you know been uh, we've been together for a while and so obviously we we talk a lot about everything mm. and so I've understood it a lot more on a lot of different levels um, but creatively I thought this movie really kind of it was incredibly striking and just the amount of scenes jump cuts shot matching aspect ratios color grading it was highly overstimulating it was fucking of like crazy of a cut. like it, the movie itself it, it the movie itself was like yeah a visual representation of adhd mm. and that's what i really appreciate is like and that's the the kind of stuff that like it it is nice that it's you know not all the time but it's also like that's the kind of representation that people require and crave out of media and like you know because that represents our society and like you know art and everything is like when you see yourself represented in art it's like oh that's me and then it normalizes like your experience and it normalizes the the things that you're feeling and experiencing that you can often think you're the only one feeling it and that it's that it's shit or wrong or fucked in some way and it's really not um, it's incredibly normal for like your community and that is something that I've, I haven't seen it represented in that way like creatively represented for one um, it's not just like if you didn't have ADHD or didn't really like know anyone with ADHD have any experience with it it's like maybe that movie could have gone over your head of like it being literally like a a, just a summary of of the experience be having ADHD um or just like a kung fu sci-fi or movie. a kung fu sci-fi movie that's just like really hectic and layered and all of that and it's like but it's for an ADHD person watching that it's like um especially because it is so much of that it's a little bit you kind of you feel like the chaos while you're watching it. it's like what the fuck is going on um it, trying to figure out all of these complex storylines and figure out where's the place in this like what's going on that's what it feels like to have ADHD especially um from my medication doesn't work for everybody but from my experience um being off medication and on medication or whatever treatment plan works for you it's like that is what it feels like of just like trying to figure out what is going on and like keep up with shit and figure out who's who plays this role in this and what role do I play in this and oh it's now 10 minutes later like what am I doing now and it's like it's all so confusing and like the the movie was like a little bit like that until this like release at the end and then it was like oh this is about ADHD (laughs) and just the dialogue and everything they they were saying and it it wasn't this like hello this is ADHD and like really you know obvious uh 
language being used and the dialogue was like it wasn't screaming at you but if if you understood you understood like you'd hear the certain quotes certain um conversations like the language they were using it was like you resonate with it so much and that is not seen in many in many movies or tv shows it's usually literally either just blaringly obvious or it's this adhd coded character that is just like let's tick the boxes of the stereotypes um and then that's the adhd represented it's like no (laughs) yeah totally um yeah yeah i know for me as well i haven't seen anything um in recent history that uh has creatively explored those themes in the way that this film did um you're right it's always like the quirky like crazy fucking character um that that is it's it's too obvious and i think that's what this film did really well is it was fucking chaos for like half the film you didn't really you sort of knew like the overarching themes and storyline of like we have to save the world um which is an awesome you know storyline to work under but then um these nuances started coming out sort of in the second half of the film things started to settle down and it used it wasn't as erratic um and the focus started shifting more onto the main protagonist and and the struggle that she's having of of keeping up and understanding um her experience in real life um in that particular reality and then trying to balance um what's going on in these parallel universes and um something that we haven't touched on yet was uh there's a couple of other themes that were being explored that obviously i probably related to a little bit more being uh, a non-adhd person um and being in a support role is uh the the protagonist's husband um who was in in the sort of main reality wasn't super happy with his relationship obviously we are very happy in our relationship so i didn't relate to that but um the idea of uh he was he was sort of trying to uh he didn't really know what was going on and was always sort of like he was supporting his wife all the time but also not very happy in his in his life but then when he snapped and channeled uh alpha waymond was his character um alpha waymond was like is like the og waymond um and he's sort of in this like what appears to be the back of a van but maybe is like a spaceship or something in this yeah, ultimate sort of like control room yeah. of like the parallel universe yeah um like the original universe where uh obviously his wife had passed away in many different universes um but he was sort of jumping between these different waymans trying to find uh the best version evelyn evelyn that was her name yeah i think so that was the name of the original wife anyway, yeah. but they kept okay, calling cool. her Evelyn. Okay, sweet. Let's call her Evelyn. Then. Okay. Even if that's not her but name. Maybe the real universe, Evelyn, is not called Evelyn, yeah. but she was called Evelyn everywhere else. Okay, cool. So, yeah, Evelyn. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It took so long to remember. Good work, though. I didn't know that. Um, so, yeah, he, uh, he's obviously supporting Evelyn a lot, but, yeah, the OG Waymond is uh, basically 
behind the wheel trying to react and steer these situations to make them more clear to Evelyn and to help her understand the nature of her reality. Um, and uh, I obviously related a heap to that just as being a support person and and uh, sort of reacting, always feeling like I'm kind of reacting, but also figuring out the best ways to support and the best ways to frame things and explain things and all that sort of thing. And that's kind of what his character was doing the entire movie really was kind of guiding Evelyn. Not that I'm guiding you in real no. life, but like uh, those themes were quite strong, I thought. Well, it's like if it, in a non-negative way, it's like your support, your main support person um, often like automatically accidentally falls into the, the role of picking up the pieces because it's like and and it's like you need you need you need help <laughs> like you need assistance with certain things there's a lot of stuff you know obviously we can do by ourselves and like handle shit but like in 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 life and in in regular day-to-day -day life there are like significant um difficulties like doing it all by yourself I just I person I can only speak from a personal perspective but it's like especially at this point in my life I was only diagnosed like almost two years ago it's all still very new and I'm unlearning a lot of shit that could have been helpful to like structure my life around when I was growing up but I didn't and so it's like I have to learn it all now and so it's like at this point in my life there's no I just there's not a way that I could just do it all by myself and I need a support person also autistics that's a whole other area too where it's like a, a level of support is needed but yeah it's like but it can be really you know this is not uncommon I've done a lot of research and have spoken to my therapist and stuff about this of like um the partner of someone with ADHD if they don't have ADHD themselves it often comes with this feeling of like um yeah picking up the pieces or sometimes feeling like a, an element of like not neglect but like you know feelings of fe like feeling a little bit unloved or like you know the attention isn't always like maybe what you expect going into a relationship with a neurotypical because it's I don't know you didn't know I was ADHD when we first started dating and vice versa and so I think it was like a lot of things that were like oh this is this is like not what I've experienced before in a relationship and I've never been in a long-term relationship before this and so it's like there's a lot of things that are like um it's taken a little while to be like well this is just normal for our dynamic and it doesn't mean that, you know, I don't love you or that I don't pay attention to you, blah, blah, blah. Um, but that, that can often be a feeling of, like, a, someone who is a partner and a support person of someone with ADHD is a little bit of taking the back seat. And, it, you know, it sounds negative and it's not. Um, it's just, like, the reality of it. Like, that's just the feelings that come up um but you just have you just learn how to I guess like frame it in a positive way or a, 
a way that it's like you just have to frame it differently I guess don't you because it it is different you know it's not well, it's different to two neurotypical people yeah. being in a relationship yeah and that's fine yeah it's um it's it's kind of it it gets into the territory of being really tricky to talk about mainly because it's so nuanced and obviously there's many many people and hopefully some people listening or watching that are in a similar position where there might be someone in your relationship that is uh someone with adhd or or someone who's autistic and someone else in a support role and I guess it's it's easier to speak to those people mainly because it's there's some form of understanding there. Um, sorry, the crickets are getting louder. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> um, and it and it gets a little bit tricky to summarize it in such a in a way that makes sense. Um, mm. I think that's what was so powerful about this film is that there was. So just to bring it back, like, um, there was so many nuanced scenes and ideas and themes that were being explored, uh, not it mainly in a subtle way that were just like, uh, we could both relate to them in different ways so heavily. I know I was relating to, there was just this line that, um, Waymond said, where they're at the um, IRS office and the IRS agent is played by Jamie Lee Curtis and um, she's like, uh, you run a laundromat, Evelyn and Wayman run a laundromat and uh, she's like, why have you, why are you claiming um, tax on like a karaoke machine and like a fish tank and a blah, blah, blah. And then Wayman goes, my wife uh, sometimes confuses her hobbies as businesses. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of hit really <laughs> funny because obviously... Everything's so serious. Yeah, like <laughs> obviously, the things that Georgie's doing in her life um, are, are serious all the time. It has to be serious. Well, and I can pick up a fucking it. paintbrush, I'm a painter now. This is my entire life. I am now a painter. <laughs> and then... On the next week, I'm a fucking chef, yeah. <laughs> and it's like it just—it literally like cap like captures your brain and your entire frontal lobe. This is all I am, and then it will go away. Yeah. <laughs> and so clearly, I I haven't done too much research, and and I want to, but it is very clear that whoever wrote this m- movie has ADHD, and has the ability to. Uh, decipher and um what's the right word like capture the in my opinion the essence of the adhd experience Mm. and the support role experience in such a beautiful creative way yeah because it's not just as this i was just thinking about this like a few minutes ago it's not just a character who is ADHD, it's like the entire movie is unpacking the theme the movie and is, like is the ADHD. concept of ADHD. It's unpacking like the experience of it in people's lives, not just the ADHD person themselves, but like 
everyone around them and like it's just how ADHD exists in someone's world not I have ADHD ha 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 I'm funny and la 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 it's like it's so more much more layered than that and it's like the entire movie like including the way it was shot the way the storyline was told the fact that it was told in three parts the whole thing is like it's just this encapsulation of what ADHD is and it just represents it so perfectly Mm. and like so like with so much love and care as well it's not it's really touching on like a lot of the negative parts of it and like the the difficult parts of it but it's it all in all is just like a celebration of it because you know it doesn't it doesn't end the movie doesn't end with this like horrible ending where everything's like fucked and it kind of ends with like yeah everything's fucked and that's okay but it is (laughs) then that's just like (laughs) yeah things will be fucked and you just have to you know when things are fought when you've got shit together it's like sick i've got it together but it will probably fall apart again in a few weeks and when that happens i just check in and you know lean on your support system and just keep getting up and keep going because it's like yeah just coming at it with a bit of gentleness of like it's gonna keep falling apart (laughs) and that's like you just have to be uh, i guess resilient and like willing to keep going with it but it's difficult for sure yeah um yeah and i guess maybe the final um the final theme maybe that that hit um not that we have children and not planning too far that because it's too expensive and fuck that for a bit (laughs) um and what was interesting was the evelyn's daughter was the sort of the evil uh person within this movie but not really um who had basically been pushed so hard in in the og universe that her mind had shattered and she was experiencing everything all at once and had and had been able to uh figure out a way to create like a black hole kind of portal which ends up being this hovering bagel which is so new york which is fucking hilarious but um the whole universe is a bagel that she's basically like created and it it sort of brings up some of these themes of like the generational trauma mainly unintentional Mm -hmm. that is associated with raising children who if you're adhd yourself obviously it's a hypergenetic um thing that goes on in the brain and so um more than likely um if we have children they'll probably have adhd and they they might be autistic who knows who knows but um and obviously quite genetic we're not gonna try we're gonna try our hardest not to traumatize them (laughs) i think (laughs) every parent tries that tries hard to not traumatize their children but you probably (laughs) probably do anyway it's part of being human but um what was interesting was those parallels were also shown through like the earth universe where Evelyn was pushing her daughter um, really hard and her daughter was feeling very removed um, and estranged from her um, in that particular universe and was had a lot of anger towards her mum or just uncomfortability and you start pressure. pressure all that stuff and you start to realize throughout the film that she also has ADHD and um, 
is trying to cope with it and trying to figure out what the fuck's going on as well as trying to understand what her mum is going through as well. Mm. And so it kind of gets to the point at the end of the film where they both kind of figure out what's going on and they have, pardon me, a very uh, sort of heartfelt, pretty much like hyper nihilistic uh, exchange where they're saying, we're all specks of dust on the Nothing earth. Nothing matters. Nothing fucking matters. <laughs> so let's just let's just be nice to each other and let's try and figure it out and and just live and our lives. And accept each other for you know the chaos and um, lower our expectations of each other. I think that's a thing that all humans need to do, and it's especially prominent in the ADHD experience with expectations and perfectionism and. Especially if you if you go undiagnosed for a long time in your life, it's like you eventually learn, start learning like unhealthy coping mechanisms of of trying way too hard and putting in hard work that is um, ultimately like going against your ability to you know regulate and sustain a healthy lifestyle um, because you're trying to meet expectations that. You know, the world's putting on you, the people around you are putting on you, you're putting on yourself um, and trying to fit into this box that's not working. Um, But you don't know why it's not working, so it must be you that's wrong. And it's like, I think the biggest thing at the end was just, yeah, releasing those expectations of each other and and just coming to to each other with a little more grace and understanding and and space, just giving each other space to fucking breathe and 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 live and exist be yourself yeah you know and and not have to live up to any expectation of what uh you know the world is demanding or something i think Mm. um i don't know i i know that there uh, there's also these metaphors within the film um where yes it summarizes the adhd experience in a very poignant and beautiful way but it also is kind of touching and exploring on what a lot of humans are feeling at the moment where there's just fucking so much shit so much noise so much stuff being put in your face constantly that it is so overwhelming and that sort of uh choice paralysis thing that that is you know even to the point now where netflix has a shuffle button i think that kind of summarizes (laughs) what the fuck's going on at the moment because people cannot choose a film and you get stuck in that death scroll of, of looking at all the trailers and then being like, no, or yes, I'll add this to my list that I won't go back and look at. Yeah. And um, not being able to commit yeah. to things. And so I think the rock scene, not to go and hop back onto it, but the rock scene was, was, was so poignant in the sense of, yes, it's a moment of clarity um, that, you know, you seldom feel um with someone like as in as someone who has adhd it that moment of peace and clarity and and nothing's moving is quite it doesn't happen that often Mm. and and i think that's also becoming the case not to align the neurotypical experience with it the neurodivergent experience but the idea of being overwhelmed by content and overwhelmed by news and and everything being thrown at you, uh, I think the rock scene kind of just summarized and and pointed out to us that 
uh, we need to take way more regular breaks away from social media mm. and from consumption in general and just be fucking rocks and just look at the landscape and 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 take a moment of rest yeah. and of repose and of stillness and that will energize you again to be a better human to be conscious of your choices with the things that you consume so that you're feeding yourself in a way that is healthy mm. and you're not feeling overwhelmed and you're not scrolling on Instagram 24-7 and, and wanting your life to be better. It's not even that anymore. It's moved past <laughs> looking so at true. the looking at the beautiful people online. Now it's just like a habit that is so ingrained in our society that yeah. it's just like, it's, sorry to fucking go off on a rant, but it's so ingrained now that it's like, I must check it. And it's, I don't yeah. even know why anymore. I don't know why I check it because it's like, Yes, it's to kind of see what's going on and it's and it's I'm I've been trying to purposely curate it in a way that I'm mainly seeing music being released or new films mm. or new artwork or things like that, but even still it's like you're getting smashed with ads, you're getting a lot of random accounts being fucking shown to yeah, you sponsored and posts from sponsored people posts. who are paying money it's to allow their post to be seen by random fucking people and it's it's very easy to get very grim and very nihilistic about this because it's like there's just so much going on and and it's it's that thing of like I was reading the other day a couple of articles where the scientists are kind of like looking into this where it's like the technology has evolved so far past what because our brains are essentially the same as what they were like fucking 20, 10 10 thousand years ago oh, like right. when we were fucking where we we're like <laughs> you know, technology cavemen yeah but but like the only early generations of humans um our brains haven't changed too much but mm. the technology has just grown and grown and grown, and grown and grown and grown and grown and grown where to the point where we cannot our brains actually they can't process they can't it, process it enough. like enough and so that's why now we're in this massive technological boom where the technology is just fucking insane to think about the power yeah. of it. But and we're, we're, like fil we're feeling more <laughs> overwhelmed than ever. Yeah, because it's like all in all, it's like I just want to look at the sky. I just want to yeah. be living this simple thing. And it's like it's very, it's very busy and loud um, and a lot of expectations and standards for you to meet, especially if you decide to try and, you know, exist on social media in a, you know, sharing way like we're trying to share your art and stuff like that it becomes like highly c conflicting and confusing and i find myself needing to ground myself on the point every literal week it's like wait why am i looking at fucking analytics again fuck that off mm. you yeah. know just what's the point of this what's the point of sharing my art it's so that i can keep making art and so i should go and do the art thing um and not do it for the existence on this online blah 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 yeah totally that might be a good place to yeah. leave it maybe um so i guess obviously if you've listened to this whole thing and you still haven't seen the film then go see it because we've basically talked about the entire thing um i'd love to know what your thoughts were when you saw this movie so leave 
some thoughts in the comments and all that sort of thing, speaking of uh, social media. Um, and obviously, thanks, Georgia, for doing this. I know this thanks is... Thanks for having me, Kevin. Well, it's just, I know it's like, you know, it's not the most... Filming, talking about your experience with ADHD, obviously it was through the lens of this film, but for anyone listening, you probably heard a lot of things that you may relate to or uh, if you're someone that uh, if you think you have ADHD or you're finding these things uh, that we're talking about uh, that you can relate to on a cellular level (laughs) then uh, start the process go talk to your GP Um, because I know as a support person not that drugs work for everyone and, and there's so many different methods of of figuring this shit out but um I know as a support person um the daily medication thing um has been absolutely life-changing um and I'm not speaking for you I'm just speaking as a person absolutely life-changing yeah um sorry (laughs) and and it's like that thing in the film where it's it's you're having more I'm seeing you're having more moments of the rock scene where things are Maybe not as placid as that, but the focus has uh, become a lot more... Things seem a lot more in focus than they have been in the last few years, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, And I'm not saying it's all to do with taking Ritalin. It's not. You've obviously put in a fuck ton of work and and been working with your therapist for years now. It's definitely a... It's like I never want to give medication advice out, not a no, doctor, but no, it's like that, um, but. it it is like brings you to a base level of like, okay, I can function a little bit better. It mm. regulates my brain a little bit more, so I can f- actually try and implement <laughs> life management techniques yeah. and figure out how to navigate and accommodate the world to my brain. Or my environment to the to my brain. Absolutely, and we're not saying that the di- getting an official diagnosis is easy. Um, I know our experience. I keep saying our experience; it's your experience, but obviously it impacts both it's of impacts us when you're in a relationship. So obviously, the diagnosis process was fucking horrendous and really, really hard and really, really stressful. It's but raining. it has unlocked a couple of things that I think have been really really impactful in a positive way to to our lives um and I know to your life so um yeah we're obviously not giving out health advice um but if you are finding it really really hard there's always people to talk to um and there's also you know if you resonate with if you have ADHD or you think you have ADHD or you resonate with stuff, it's like, you know, when I first went, started with my therapist and we weren't necessarily, I wasn't diagnosed at this point, we weren't necessarily working explicitly to manage ADHD symptoms, but the techniques she was giving me were ADHD management techniques because it's like, you know, she could see on the outside that's what was going on and this is what was going to help me. But as a therapist, she can't be like, you have ADHD, so we're going to do this. And so it's like, I was working with uh, down this pathway of ADHD techniques even when I wasn't diagnosed with it or I didn't even think know that I had it and it's like it's ne- you're never like not allowed to explore like 
management techniques or coping mechanisms or like just accommodating accommodations um for things that if you resonate with and it works you're allowed to use them yeah um absolutely and so those resources are out there and you can you can implement whatever techniques you like so you don't have to identify with adhd or not if you resonate with stuff it's like it's okay to to accommodate and do things differently there's not just because there's, no there's a way of doing things it doesn't mean it's actually going to be your way and it's it might not actually work and so you might need to just find another thing and yeah. another way to do things and that's totally, totally okay yeah. you don't have to go get a diagnosis and um it's in australia at least uh it, it can be tricky and costly um and and people might not have the resources or or yeah, not want to explore accessible. that um so maybe just to to finish off is there i know um that there's some resources that you're using at the moment that are very helpful for organizing general things would you like to yes. talk about that um there's just in terms of like daily things i use to manage it um there's an i haven't used it in a while but great app called timo t-i-i-m-o and it's like it's made for adhd and asd brains uh, it's like a task management app where you basically you can put in routines and uh, you know tasks and whatever and like have time limits and it counts it down it's like super visual super simple and then it tells you when you're like halfway through a task it's like super detailed and works perfectly and then I also use a daily planner um, called the the girl's Instagram is I think it's future ADHD put it on the screen maybe okay um because it's like really great planner and it's it's like 26 dollars or something and you get like an, an unlimited like lifetime downloads and like all this it's like made for adhd um and it's amazing and gets me through my daily life um yeah and she's releasing something new soon right oh yeah she's adding in like a financial template like a budgeting one because money nice. and adhd is bad like it said in this movie like in the film maybe if Tax. she had this if she had this <laughs> pdf planner she wouldn't she have to travel fine. Uni- she wouldn't have to travel universes and sort of shit awesome all right i can let's leave it there um i have i just it's getting a bit brighter and i can feel like someone's gonna mow their lawn soon so we're gonna maybe go thanks again georgie thanks it's really nice of you so to nice do that and we had a nice run. It's nice and quiet. The birdies are going off a bit though. Yeah, and I've been having an intrusive thought for 10 minutes that I didn't press record on the camera, and I th- I'm pretty sure I did, but I'm like, I've got to get up and check, I've got to get up and check, but I, d- I think it's on. I'm